Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. This painting's made of liquor. Simpsons number 281, The Lastest Gun in the West, was written by John Swartzwelder off of an idea by Ron Hoggy. His name I still can't properly pronounce, but I'm working on it. Um, and it is the one about the cowboy. The old cowboy who proves to be an alcoholic and who ruins his guest spot on Krusty's show after Bart and the other boys in Springfield revive his career because they decide that cowboys are cool again because he's so cool. Apparently, according to the people who worked on the show... It's not a very well-liked show, not to say that people vociferously dislike it, just that they were indifferent to it. And uh, it's, they say, a shame and also um, indicative of like how much the culture of the Western and like the Western TV series and... Uh, little kids pretending to be, to be cowboys at all has just vanished from pop culture so that even Simpsons fans don't really get it so much. I think it's funny. It stands up to repeated viewings, definitely. The voice of Buck McCoy is Dennis Weaver, who was on the show Gunsmoke, uh, which, before The Simpsons came along, had the honor of being the longest-running TV series. And the design for the character of Buck McCoy looks a little bit like him. The number one funniest, and I am saying this not subjectively, I, I have laid down the gauntlet. This is the funniest joke in the entire show. Um, <laughs> Bart walks into Buck's house for the first time, which is, you know, this giant kind of log cabin-looking cowboy mansion with lassos and stuff all over it. It's spurs and, you know, cowboy trappings. And Bart says, Wow, it's like you live in a steakhouse! And Buck says, thank you, most people just mutter that. <laughs> uh, also, quite funny is the dog in the beginning, this white sort of pit bull, bull terrier looking dog. 
that hates Bart for no reason and chases him around, and uh, that is the inciting action that gets him to meet Buck, and Buck is the one who tames the dog. Um, yeah, Ralph pretended to be a gulch. For a brief shining moment, all the kids in Springfield wanted to be cowboys again, which was delightfully retro. And then Bart got Buck a shot, a guest shot on the Krusty show, and uh, he messed it up because he was drunk. And uh, he ended up, like by mistake shooting up the set with his gun. <laughs> and so the Simpsons help him get sober. There's nothing wrong with little hey-hey! That is what Krusty says when he picks up Buck's uh, porno magazine <laughs> and and flask of liquor after he's like throwing away everything that is connected to his vices. And then at the end, he actually foils a real robbery, and he becomes a hero again. And at the end, they play the Magnificent Seven theme as Buck is riding his horse back into his house and just doing nothing, you know, like just coming out with the garbage, throwing the garbage out and then going back. And, you know, it's like, da, 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 da. Um, uh, and then we see him like pull the shade down and peek out of it. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. The last is gun in the West is the name of the episode. And it's funny. Oh, you know what? I know it's getting long, but I will say one more thing. When I was watching the commentary of this, uh, season 13, Al Jean himself said that he regretted a joke in there that was a lazy joke that Homer said, you know, saying like, like he and Lisa, I think, are talking on the couch about how he's not going to have an adventure this week. And you guys know that I hate that in The Simpsons when it's when it becomes self-referential like that. And Al Jean himself told the people that he doesn't like that either. And oh, I can't even tell you how much my heart was warmed. Nerd enough for ya? Okay. I'm done talking. I'm sure you are overcome by happiness. Haha! Ha. Except I'm not done talking. That's the terrible truth. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time and stay tuned for another Simpsons Time add on. That would require some sort of rebigulator, the very notion of which is. 
Simpsons time through the debigulator uh, added on rebigulated conversations. Uh, this is one in a series of like so many that I'm going to do. I, I would guess that before the podcast has run its course, I'll do close to 200, maybe 300 of these uh, because so many WFMU DJs really like The Simpsons or at least have something to say about The Simpsons, whether they like it or not. Uh, and today I'm joined in the studio by Joe Duffy. Hello, Banda. Hello, Joe. Ooh, I'm loud. Uh, I think maybe I'm a little too quiet. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. Um, Joe, you're a very well-known volunteer here at WFMU, and you board up for Sinner's Crossroads. And And Hardy White. And Hardy White. Too, which is an honor and a privilege. And, yeah, you've assisted with lots and lots of shows over the years, and you're a good friend from my very beginnings of being a volunteer. Uh, Amanda is my first WFMU friend. Yeah, I think yeah. same with you. That's that's yeah. true. Aw. Aw. Um, and we're here today to talk a little bit about Simpsons in the military. Would you classify your? Yes, I think that's going to be the, the focus of my um, TED talk today. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well you know I did. Thank you for inviting me. First of all, you're I've been, very I've been, welcome. I've been Anytime. waiting. I've been waiting for this ask for quite a long time. <laughs> um, so. In doing, uh, you know, in my cursory, you said we're going to keep it loose. We're going to do, you know, you don't have to come super prepared, but I like to have a little something to talk about. So doing my cursory kind of research, I watched um, one of my favorite all-time episodes, um, which is uh, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. An uh, awesome Sideshow Bob show. Yes. Uh, Sideshow Bob episodes in general, I feel, are almost probably some of the strongest. Yeah, I um, agree. You know, his... Uh, his doing Gilbert and Sullivan on a on a boat going down the Springfield River is still top, probably on a top ten moment for me. For I the, love them because they demonstrate that The Simpsons can be anything you want it to be. It can right. be an action movie if you want it to right. be. And those sideshow Bob shows always are like right. completely overblown, you know. With, Absolutely. You know, with super duper suspense. They did. And, I, they've done the Fugitive. Um, damn thing several times they have several times at least one of them involves Sideshow Bob (laughs) that's right Um, there's Sideshow Bob Millhouse yeah there's yeah it's it's pretty fantastic Um, so yeah one absolutely one of my favorite characters and so I picked a Bob episode and I was watching it and the number one thing that immediately stuck out to me um, in a way that was almost it was visceral um, and shocking almost uh, was the incredible amount of disrespect for the military as an institution. Yeah. Um, in a very, like, it was not to break everything into, you know, before and after 9-11. Uh, but I definitely feel, you know, I felt, the, I had never watched an episode that felt uh, so out of time. Um, in, in, in that, it didn't seem timeless. It definitely seemed like if this was on television today, there would people would lose their minds. Yeah, right. People it would was, lose absolutely lose their the minds. The Simpsons would finally be close to threatened to be being canceled. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So and, and so a brief recap is um for those of you who don't automatically know which one we're talking about, it's the one where Sideshow Bob uh, steals a nuclear weapon with ease. Yes. Uh, at an army base during an air show and then holds the entire town hostage uh, because he's decided he hates television. Um, that it's ruined his life and it's destroying everyone's minds. Um, so when they get to the army base, air force base, I guess I should say, 
Um, the, the first thing that jumped out, well, actually, no, the first joke that really jumped out at me was one of the, um, for those of you who, like I did, watched most of The Simpsons Syndication, mm -hmm. um, you might be aware that they've, they cut out little 20-second tidbits occasionally, you know, thereabouts. So they, they like to add in more advertising. Um, and so one of the jokes that I completely forgot about, because I assume I saw it when it was first broadcast, or um, and it never was appended again to the regular syndication run, is that they're all sitting there fawning over the air show flyer immediately after Sideshow Bob goes, what what kind of slack-jawed jack and apes would find? You know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then they're like, wow, air show, cool. Uh, and yeah, Bart goes, you know, oh, I want to see... I want to see some birds get sucked into engines, rare ones. <laughs> and then Lisa says one of the most brutal jokes I think ever on uh, that I can think of off the top of my head ever on the history of the show, which is that she says, wow, I'm going to meet the first female stealth bomber pilot. During the Gulf War, she bombed 90 mosques, and her name is Lisa, too. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah. And that was like, whoa. Yeah, it just... It it's really amazing how they were able to push the envelope like that. I mean, yeah. to be fair, after 9-11, they don't ignore right. the political climate. Sure. I mean, there was the Homeland parody one, which I don't know if you oh, saw. Oh, no, that's too... Yeah, <laughs> Homeland and Simpsons, to me, do not exist in the same time. I know that you are. Yeah. We had this conversation. You're much more caught up than I am. I'm caught up in... I mean, it's... It never ceases to amaze me how current they can stay, right. you know, especially since they'll write an episode and it doesn't get seen until like more than yeah, a year later. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like South Park, which has the really quick uh, turnover. I think yeah. they, they pump those out in like a week. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, there was there was one story where um, they had an Iraqi neighbor or oh, like wow. a Middle Eastern neighbor that, that came and... Um, People were suspicious uh, that the guy who is working at the power plant might be stealing secrets and wow. terrorists and all that. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, they do th lend it credence, but they do it in a very sensitive way. And right. jokes like <laughs> she bombed mosques yeah, and her name and is Lisa, too. Yeah, that's... I, I feel like they would not right. go that far. Um a companion piece. But maybe piece. they would. I think right. they should, you know. I yeah. Think. Oh, no, it deserves, I mean, you know, it's, not, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't mean to, I'm not like making some kind of weird argument like they're cowardly, you know, whatever it is, but it just, it, it, it existed in such a different, like, time frame, you know, it's just such a, it's just such a crazy thing. A good companion piece, I mean, obviously there have been several military-themed episodes, Bart mm -hmm. the General very early in the run. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, I would say kind of treats the military more fondly. And even at the end, there's the disclaimer, you know, the only good, there are no good wars, with the following exceptions, the American Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars trilogy. God, thank um, God for uh, for you remembering all three of those, because I was oh, yeah, scared because you were going to forget one. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was, yeah, and so, um, other episode, uh, The Flying Hellfish, of another course. one, also, you know, yeah. very... Uh, and they've always nostalgic right. for World War Two. Yeah. And Skinner, before he became kind of the more buffoonish character that he is, was the prototypical damaged PTSD Vietnam veteran. Right. You know. Right. Um, and then we yeah. had nothing to subside on. <laughs> nothing to subside on except for a thin stew of rice. Uh, what was it? It's coconut like, milk. Rice. Prawns. Go, yeah, coconut milk. Prawns. <laughs> Can't get it in the states. They just can't get the spices right. <laughs> I think it's um, three kinds of rice. Right, three that's, kinds. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what puts it over the edge. Um, so yeah, and a similar. So they've treated on it before, but I thought um, the companion episode that I watched to kind of, you know, thread uh, 
thread the two together, is Simpsons Tide, where Homer is uh, drafted, not drafted, but elects to join the Naval Reserve. Right, and he's uh, in the with submarine. A, right? Which has a highly disrespectful uh, commercial as well, which is like, you know, you'll serve one weekend a month and you'll be drunk off your ass. <laughs> You're Amer- America's 13th line of defense between like the Alabama National Guard and the League of Women Voters. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I Yeah, I feel like that probably wouldn't fly now. It yeah. wouldn't get past censors. Right. I mean, well, you know, to be fair, again, you know, not to get too dark, but after a d- solid decade of, uh, you know, people dying overseas, et cetera, you know, but uh, it, it throws it in a little bit more uh, relief. Actually, we were, I was just talking to John before, we couldn't figure out if the um, NSYNC episode was before or after 9-11. They were close. I think it was a little bit after, and it yeah. might have been produced, It might have been but produced and written. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I will look into that, but I'm pretty sure it was a little bit after. Yeah. Um, and that's another really great disrespectful to the military yeah. show. Although oh, it's a little less disrespectful. Right. You know, I mean, right. it more makes fun of the people who are hoodwinked by the military. Yes, that, yes. Like, they're stupid but enough it does, to but, be but taken it, in by it. It but. does cast the military in this very negative, you know, conniving, yes, you know, they true. are pulling the strings. Um, and as someone, as a member of the GED class of uh, 2004, I remember being very heavily recruited by my local um, people using tactics that were not that far off from actual subliminal advertising. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of free, uh, I got a lot of free uh, dinners back then. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, it really is all summed up. Bart leaning out, as they're driving into the army base, Bart leans out the window and uh, sees the, the, the gravelly voiced uh, pimple haired teen, pimply teen is now in the army because he's, you know, whatever they need him to be, he happens to do. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that, he, yeah, of course right. he's in the army. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> and he, uh, he goes, hey, Top Gun, great job guarding the parking lot. And he goes, I have three medals for this. <laughs> so that's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's you almost wish that there were more squeaky voiced teens out there so that there could be like an entire. Uh, army training camp. There, that has happened a lot in The Simpsons, too, where there's a boot camp. Yes. Well, um, Lisa, one of my favorite episodes of all time also is Lisa, uh, The Private War of Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Which is her, oh, yeah. Um, her in the... That's around the same the, time. Yeah, the, the military academy that Bart gets sent to, and she decides to join up to uh, to break the uh, gender barrier. Mm-hmm. In Company typical, L, but they smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um yeah, so they've done, yeah, several, I guess they didn't do, oh yeah, in this one, they did, Homer is inducted, there is a brief boot camp sequence, it's nothing nothing too crazy, but him, the, him getting strapped down and going, no way man, my hair is who I am, as <laughs> they're shaving, you know, as they're shaving, uh, uh, oh, and speaking <laughs> of that, that, that's a, a takeoff of scene of uh, Full Metal Jacket, which, right, in, of course. which in the uh, um, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, the, uh, the, Army base commander, Colonel Happablap, is voiced by Arlie Army. Um, you know, because of course he is. This is Leslie Hap Happablap. <laughs> Sweet Enola Gay, son. <laughs> I'll tear you up first. What is it? I'll tear you up like a Kleenex at, at a, a snot at party. A, at a, and then Bob later is repeating it at a snot party. Right, right. He breaks <laughs> he character can't. just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the more I think of it, the more I realize that the military is sent up really a lot in yeah. The Simpsons. And it's almost like it happens so often that 
you don't really think of it. But right. yeah, it's it's a it's a really uh, interesting, salient thing to pick up on. Um, yeah, the the Secret War of Lisa Simpson is an interesting one. I actually don't love it because of how treacly it is at the end. Yeah, it is one of the it's it like, suffers I can from believe, I believe yeah. in you and then she does it. Right. Um but it is Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those weirdly uh under talked about ones mm-hmm. from season 10 or so. I think it's season 10. It's a later one. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's 8 or yeah, it's at least 8 or 9 possibly Maybe 10. Maybe it's 9. Yeah. Um and then Simpson's tied. I wonder if there's like a don't ask don't tell. There is, yeah, it's great. There, when he's yeah. when he sits down again, yeah, very topical. Um, he sits down and he goes, "Oh, I, what is this uh, question? This cross out here?" He goes, "Oh, it's due to a recent presidential order, we're not allowed to ask that question." Where he's like, "I think I can make it out." And then the guy <laughs> goes, "Like, no, don't tell me. I might, I, I, I might go to jail." And he's like, "La la 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 la, I am not listening." And then Homer, as he runs out of the room, Homer goes, "Nice guy. I wonder if he's gay." <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's funny. Another excellent um, in the press. Speaking of presidential orders, in Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaning, uh, one of the recruits, one of the Air Force officers there goes, uh, I'd rather I'd rather, I'd rather take an order from Bill Clinton than have to listen to, uh, you know, that high-voiced weirdo again. And that's, that's where amazing. they figure out that he's, you know, stuck in the... That's where Bart and Lisa discover that he is uh, hiding in the blimp. Because the helium, because the helium alters yeah. the voice, yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there any... Oh, absolutely. Is there, like, any final thought that you want to leave us with or is there something that I didn't um, get to? No, I would think, yeah, it's, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about The Simpsons and the, the thing that I've grown to admire about it more and more over the years is, like, you know, I grew up with it. I was Bart Simpson's, you know. Yeah. I think everyone right. discovers The Simpsons when you're Bart's age, you know, maybe right. nine or ten. Um, and so um, the way that they do, you know, slaughter these sacred cows of American culture you know, is really, it's like important. It's an incredible thing that this is, the thing has been on the air for almost 27 years, um, you know, skewing religion and, you know, baseball and apple pie and everything about America that, you know, people get very upset about. Right. I, I absolutely understand, you know, the Barbara Bush, um, you know, being upset. That it was a know, real threat. Right, that it was time. a real, yeah, yeah, yeah. So subversion, people. It's yep. important. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks, Joe. And, uh, uh, I salute you. How's that? Oh, thank for you. A, a reference. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Bye. And we're done. Thank you so much to Joe Duffy for joining me for this particular Simpsons time through the Debigulator deluxe conversation laden podcast episode. We had a really great time. I hope that you will join me next week. For more Simpsons discussion and nerdish leanings, talk to you then.